0: this week we'll have what she's having welcome everyone to
1: rebooted the podcast where we are recasting classic movie reboots so hollywood doesn't have to do it
0: we're talking about when harry met sally the 1989 rom-com starring meg ryan billy crystal carrie fisher and bruno kirby we are steadily marching towards episode 100 this is episode 99 we thought we'd go out with a real classic Funny, funny movie.
1: Yeah, I'd never seen this movie before. Really? Yeah. What'd you think? This was my first time and I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, it's a really good movie.
2: What I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape or form, is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends, and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail them, too. What if they don't want to have sex with you? doesn't matter, because the sex thing is already out there, so the friendship is ultimately doomed, and that is the end of the story. Well, I guess we're not going to be friends, then. Guess not. That's too bad.
1: You were the only person that I knew in New York.
0: Oh.
1: It's so sweet.
0: <laughs> um, I honestly, I didn't write a lot of notes when I popped this movie on. Um, I didn't either. I just, like, I don't know if it's because I've been living inside for five straight months or mm-hmm. what, but... I just got lost in the complete nostalgia of this movie, like the clothes, yeah. the culture, the bad hair, like
1: <laughs> the wigs.
0: The wig. Like, does anyone out there have hair like Billy Crystal? Like, do do they still make people that have hairs hair like that?
1: <laughs> Are there still allowed to be people that look like that? But also, and I'm sure we'll get to this. He was, uh, forty. 41. 41, when they made this movie, which honestly was shocking to me.
0: I just feel like he's always been 40.
1: (laughs) He came out of the womb 40 years
0: old. Uh, Welcome, everyone, to Rebooted. Again, we are slowly marching to our 100th episode. Thanks for joining us on episode 99. Hopefully, that's not a big, you know... I almost said turd in the bed because I was reading some news, <laughs> news today about a certain He's actress. talking
1: about Johnny Depp <laughs> and Amber Heard. But,
0: but um, we have a really great episode for you guys. We're talking about when Harry met Sally. Um, I am Brian Flynn, and with me, as always, is Kenna Trent. Kenna, how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm wonderful.
0: Great. Good to hear.
1: Can't wait to talk about this movie.
0: Well, uh, we're about to, as we have been doing for the last 99 episodes, taking a classic Hollywood movie and rebooting it as if it was to be remade today, but we got a slew of news that we that we got to kind of get through, and I'm not talking about a very high-profile pro- high Hollywood divorce that's currently going on. Um, which I can't get enough of. I won't get into it, but I'm just so fascinated.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you're not keeping up with Johnny Depp's divorce, just log onto the internet for a second or two. There's lots of fun, fun information coming out right now.
0: Um, yeah, all right. We have a slew of news to get to, um, and they're just as big as the next. So why don't we just kick it off with the news straight from Universal. Joseph Kaczynski, director of such movie as Tron Legacy and the upcoming Top Gun Maverick. Hit it! That was just a cue for me to play a a fucking Top Gun (laughs) sound effect.
1: (laughs) You know what I'm talking about?
0: Actually, (laughs) actually, actually after that, don't worry. We'll just use that. That was perfect. Joseph Kaczynski is I to direct... The Twister Reboot. Universal Pictures is looking to reboot the classic tentpole twister and looks to have found a director to weather the storm. of oh, Variety. You get me every time. We love it. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Frank Marshall to produce. Uh, we did this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend's second favorite film behind... Snowpiercer, which has for some reason become her most beloved movie of all time in the last year and a half. Um, What do you mean,
1: for some reason? It's a great movie.
0: Well, Twister used to be her number one, and then suddenly she just wouldn't stop talking about Snowpiercer. And then she was like, (laughs) is Snowpiercer my favorite movie? I'm like, yes, you won't stop talking about it. So
1: Twister, we did do Twister, and Twister is one of those things, we're thinking about it now. like I can't even remember if I said we should remake it, but now in, in practicality, I'm like, no. I don't want you to remake Twister. I want it to stay perfectly the way it is. What are you doing? Help me! Joe, the pack's wasted. It's over. What is wrong with you? We can still do this.
2: Jesus Christ, listen to yourself. You're obsessed. You've never seen what that thing can do. Don't so talk to me about doing. the door. You've never seen it.
1: You've never seen it miss this house and miss that house and come after you.
2: Christ, Joe, is that what you think it did?
0: It seems like this is a true reboot, that it's not like, it's not like Top Gun Maverick where, uh, I'm just going to use uh, Kaczynski's own IMDb, but it's not like Top Gun Maverick where it's like we're going to continue, it's a sequel, a long-awaited sequel of a classic film or Tron Legacy that brought back uh, Jeff Bridges and like completely digitized his face into a weird younger version of himself. It's a, mm-hmm. It seems like it's a full reboot. So,
1: I don't know. It's just so it's so weirdly sacred to me that I don't know.
0: It was on some I, I I saw it. I think it was on not TV. I don't know. It was on. I think it's on Netflix currently, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: started rewatching it. And it's just like it is strangely has become a because um, I had never watched it really when I was a kid, but like when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't know how you touch this.
1: It goes down so smooth. Yeah. I'm trying to remember
0: what episode we did it, but it's way back in the old archives, guys. Take a look. Yeah. Take a listen. It's all there. Um, um what's next? Since
1: we talked about since we just mentioned Tron, do we want to jump to yeah. Tron news? The Tron report?
0: See, in the next hundred episodes we'll get much much smoother with these with these transitions. Yeah, let's just hit <laughs> hit me with the Tron news.
1: Okay, so the Tron news is not actual news. I think that's fair to say. Um, It's a rumor. It's a rumor. There was supposed to be a Tron series from John Ridley created for Disney Plus that got scrapped. Uh, Nobody knows why, but it has been posited around town that it was due to the cost and Disney's enthusiasm for bringing the world of Tron back to the big screen as opposed to television. Um, okay, so now we're hearing that there will be a Tron reboot with Jared Leto in the works. A director search is currently happening. That is the most, but that's not the most significant update. But that it will be more of a sequel than a reboot, and the cast from Tron Legacy could return. So we're getting who was in that movie? Garrett Hedlund,
0: Olivia Wilde, uh,
1: Olivia Wilde. Um, Mike Michael Sheen.
0: Michael Sheen. I think he died. But Does he die? It's a computer world, so maybe he. There's a backup. Um, I just watched this. It's it's on Disney Plus. I, I'm running out of movies, guys, so I rewatched it. Um, <laughs> uh, Killian Murphy's in that movie. Really? Yes. Um, How'd they get him? Well, I. This is half a rumor, half semi inside information because you and I both kind of know people who worked on Tron Legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the the idea was that Killian Murphy was supposed to be the villain in the following sequel. So I think the idea was that they probably signed him to the idea like, we're going to put you in a scene to set you up later on, which never happened. I'm all for that. I love Tron Legacy. I have been on record at parties just talking about Tron Legacy to anyone who will (laughs) listen to me.
1: Who's uh, recording your parties?
0: Uh I don't know. Me and my <laughs> micro, my little microphone. Um, I was a little I was a little upset when I thought that this was just probably a straight reboot just starring Jared Leto because he's Is he in tax trouble? Like he just seems to be in a lot of like
1: I just think he's in, in trouble trouble.
0: <laughs> I just don't know what he won an Oscar and then he's just like, put me in every CGI movie you can possibly find. Yeah. Um, so I'm very pro this, but we'll we'll see what happens if it actually.
1: Yeah, I need to go back and rewatch Tron. Reg- uh, blah, blah, blah. Why can't I say the name of this movie? I need to go back and rewatch Tron Legacy because I don't remember seeing it since theaters, but I have fond memories of it because I love the Daft Punk soundtrack so, so much. So good, so good. And I I will never not be upset that, three six mafia won an oscar for a song (laughs) and daft punk couldn't even get a nomination for what was truly one of the most groundbreaking movie soundtracks i think i've ever heard i believed in users once before playing all the angles
2: Ah! Ah! the game has changed son of bling
0: Great workout soundtrack. If uh, if you guys are oh, looking yeah. for some some jams to get you motivated, I also there's a song. I think it's like that last song. It's basically like the hero's crescendo of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the main the main character of Tron is uh, is played by Jeff Bridges. His name is Kevin Flynn, and his son Sam, played by Garrett Hedlund, is Sam Flynn. So the song is called Flynn Lives, and I'm I'm gonna write in my will that that song has to be played at my funeral. With all of the mourners, and then as like my body's lowered into the ground or whatever, they just put on that Daft Punk song.
1: It's Daft Punk. Listen, I'll show up for I'll show up for Daft Punk and anything. So.
0: <laughs> That's great. You're invited to my funeral.
1: A hundred percent. I'll spin it. I'll be like ninety. Um, what a weird okay. turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? Where do we go now?
0: Ah, uh, speaking of dead things. That was my, uh, let, let's do, let's do, um, let's do pirates. Let's
1: do pirates. Okay. I was going to say we have two pirate stories. So starting with um, Margot Robbie is setting sail with help from her birds of prey writer, Christina Hodson. What are we talking about? You ask. Hodson has been tapped to write a new female fronted Pirates of the Caribbean for Disney with Robbie attached to star. Now, I know what you're thinking. Isn't there another already announced reboot of the popular franchise that is being scribed by Ted Elliott and Craig Mazin? Yes, but they're just making another set of movies as well.
0: This is weird. Um, yeah. I was trying to think of like the, the comparison in modern cin- cinema, and I'm looking through the other Disney tentpole, like Marvel Universe's and Star Wars but like Marvel has like a plan. Marvel is like we're what we're marching towards this Avengers event. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is like we're orbiting around original the original trilogy. I have no idea what this is. This is just I- like we're going to make two different pirate movies set in the same pirates world that Yeah. If I'm not mistaken seems to be about two female pirates. Uh, not that I'm saying that there isn't room in the universe for two separate female-driven pirate movies, but what I'm saying is, why at the same? I I don't know. I guess I am saying that. Like, I guess I'm saying wait, like.
1: But wait, are you saying that the cur- like the current series?
0: No. Okay. So I I'm rewatched confused. the cur, and I'm not saying that. Um, what I'm saying is that the Craig Mazin, uh. Ted Elliott, is it Ted Elliott? Craig Mazin, who's Craig Mazin writing it? Yeah, the yeah, the Ted, Ted Elliot. the Ted Elliott and Craig Mazin movie was rumored to uh, had attached um, Karen Karen Gillian to the project. Oh. I don't I know if know that, that was a that. I don't know if that was a rumor. Maybe I'm just have a rumor in my head, but it's just sort of making this this announcement seem to be stepping on each other's toes a little bit. I don't know it's weird it's one movie has a star and the other movie has a writing i guess this movie has a writer i don't know i'm just confused i'm just like i'm gonna watch both because i fucking watched all five last month to the detriment of my health i'm just watching pirates four and i'm like this movie is bad i need those chalices shoot save me the bother of the fall you will go you
2: will return or i will kill her You won't kill your own daughter. Quartermaster. Give me six more pistols, remove the shot from all but two, but do not tell me which two. You get to choose, Mr. Sparrow. Oh. Please. They're not even loaded. <laughs> Again.
1: But here's the thing. I am fr- I'm just I'm never not gonna go see a pirates of the Caribbean movie. I'm just like, I just always am going to be interested. I'm more interested, I think, in new talent being brought into, even though truly, and I probably have talked about this before, but I got real emotional at the end of the very last Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and they got me back.
0: Where Orlando Bloom, spoilers for the finishing scene of the the Johnny Depp Pirates movies. Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley's son- Save him from Davy Jones's curse, and he's able to come home.
1: Yes, because he can't go on land except for like once every ten years. If you remember from like the third movie, oh, I do. But but the thing is, when he comes back, you think, oh, there's no way they got Keira Knightley to come back and be Elizabeth. Like, there's no way, and then she's there.
0: Dude, they paid her a million dollars to film two scenes where she like crests a hill. And then a second scene where she's asleep in bed for Listen, the post-credits.
1: I, I legitimately cried. I cried. <laughs> because that is like, that's full circle, baby. These are our, these are our people.
0: Here's my ultimate rankings of pirates. Okay. okay. <laughs> One is clearly the best. Yes. Followed by two, which I hadn't seen in a long time. Surprisingly really good. And the last uh-huh. like 30 minutes of that movie is unbelievably directed. Um then I'm gonna go five, three, four. Four is nearly unwatchable.
1: Four is unwatchable. It's but, so bad. Um Anywho, anywho. um <laughs> so since we're talking pirates, there's another there's more news about another famous pirate. Do you wanna take this?
0: Jude Law to play Captain Hook in Disney's live-action Peter Pan. Now, that's the headline, but I'm, I'm, in. I'm burying the lead here, which is Will Smith was offered the role and passed. That's what I'm, I'm concerned about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. But let's put... Uh, and Will Smith is also having a couple bad days on the internet. Uh, so we'll, we'll just leave that Will Smith stuff out. But Jude Law has been cast in the Disney... um. I don't know what to we we should uh, we need to come up with a new word of what Disney's doing and taking their animations and making them live actions because live action remake is too long. I want I want to come up with a with a word.
1: Live uh, action lar.
0: They're laring. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, we huge fans, huge fans of Jude Law. Yeah. Um, I think he should be right up there with. Oscar Isaac, put him in every movie. They should be in a yeah. movie together. Oscar 100%. Isaac should be fucking Peter Pan. Um,
1: <laughs> the boy that would never grow up yeah. is Oscar Isaac. <laughs> uh,
0: David Lowery, director of Peter's Dragon, will direct the film for which he co-wrote the script with Toby Hallbrooks and Ever Anderson and Alexander Maloney are on board to play the titular Wendy and Peter. That was a very confusing sentence because... I thought those last two were writers, but they're definitely children actors. Um, what do you? I mean, do you want to talk about Peter Pan? I mean, this movie's been remade a thousand times.
1: Yeah, at least twice in the past ten years. I don't think it's necessary, but here's the thing: this is one of those exceptions where I'm like, if you wanted me to come to this movie, you gotta get you gotta get the star power in there, baby. And they hit me with a Jude Law, and I said, well, now I can't not see this movie.
0: Uh, have to see this movie now. Um, I watched King Arthur basically because I found out that Jude Law was the bad guy, and I was like, okay. And then ten minutes in, I was like, this was a huge mistake. All right.
1: And finally, oh. just to update you on the the goings-on of Hollywood in a very whiplashy sort of way, as if we could not wax poetic anymore about the our our, our our loves and fears and hates and joys of the dark universe. Listen, I just need to know, if you work at Universal and you listen to this podcast, I just need to know if you're out there because I got to know how this happened. Lee L is directing The Wolfman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was it three weeks ago that we talked about this? Two weeks. Was it? Oh, my God. And I think you you said... Uh, We'll have to dig this up. But I think you were the one that was basically like, the reason Invisible Man worked is because Lee Wannell had a vision for that modern take. Yeah. And someone listened to this podcast and was like, she's <laughs> right. We need to get him to do the Wolfman. Um, so it's happening. And that yeah. has I mean- significantly moved the needle for bo- I'm assuming both of us for yeah. not only this, but for, I guess, the, dar- the dark universe as a whole. For
1: everything? I mean, <laughs> listen, I have a feeling we will go... I don't have a feeling. I know we will fall all the way down this rabbit hole uh, in our next episode, because we can't not talk about it. Stay tuned. But holy crap. Like... <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know what to do anymore. Here's the thing. <sighs> Just somebody give me a call, <laughs> somebody, because this is wild. And but apparently this is something that like has been in the works for a while. Because uh, they've like Ryan Gosling and Lee L are both fans of each other, and I guess there have been other projects that they've sort of been circling, but things haven't worked. And I think. He had, uh, I think it was this project that Lee had initially turned down, and they went, they circled back, I think, with a sort of fresh take to be like, hey, we really think you should take a look at this, and he decided to do it, and I can't wait.
0: I just, I, I'm waving the white flag, like, <laughs> take my money. It's going to be great. I love Ryan Gosling. He's going to be great. I'm... Fuck. They win. Do you guys win? Just take our <laughs> ideas and make all of the money with them. That's uh, that's it. Like dark the dark universes, <laughs> the dark universe is here to stay.
1: It just makes me wish that we could erase the mummy forever. Like get rid of Tom Cruise's mummy. Just get rid of it.
0: I think they might just cuz like why like why <sighs> just forget it ever existed and just move on.
1: This is the teaser for our 100th episode. Come back <laughs> because it is inevitable that we will be having this conversation again but more in depth. So,
0: all right. Well, that's next episode. This is this episode, and I think that's all the news that we got going on here. I mean, those are those are five big five big franchises right there. Twister, Pirates, Hook, Tron, Wolfman. Like those are all th- those are all like blockbusters. We're not talking about like yeah, little indie movies here. This is this is like Hollywood's ramping up. Okay. You ready to talk about this movie?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Guys, this is a reboot of when Harry met Sally.
1: <clears throat> Hello.
2: I'm sorry to call so early. Are you all right? No one I know would call at this hour. I did something terrible. What did you do? No one I know would call at it this it's hour. It's so awful. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Harry came over last I went night. Went over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting and married. And one thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing. To and make then a long story short, we, we did, did it. They did it. That's great, Sally. We've been praying for we it. We should have done it in the first place. For months, we've been saying you should do it. You guys belong together. It's like killing two birds with one stone. It's like two wrongs make a right. How, How was, was it? It? The during part was good. I thought it was good. But then I felt suffocated. But then I guess it wasn't. Jesus, I'm sorry. The worst. How had to get out of there. He just disappeared. I feel so bad. I'm so embarrassed. I don't blame him. That's horrible. I think I'm coming down with something. I think I'm catching a cold. Look, like it would have been great if it worked out, but it didn't. Mm. I should never go to bed with anyone when you found out your last boyfriend is getting married. Who's that talking? Who? Is that Jess on the phone? It's Jean Fonda on the VCR. It's Brian Campbell. You, you want to come, come over, over for breakfast? breakfast?
0: That take, according to the trivia on IMDb, Took sixty-one takes to nail. This is worth it. Yeah, though.
1: this movie's so worth great, it. It's a great. It's a well-constructed scene.
0: When Harry Met Sally is directed by Rob Reiner, director of such movies, classic movies as Princess Bride, which we did on episode eleven of the Boot, A Few Good Men, which we did on episode sixty-three of Rebooted, and Misery, episode seventy-one of Rebooted. Uh, so we, we've we've touched a yeah. lot of this guy's work. I don't think we have yet. Oh no! And we did. You've got mail. Mm-hmm in some early episode of the boot. Um another Nora Efron classic. Um I again like I this isn't the first rom-com by any means, but it, it for some reason it seems to have set the standard for the modern yeah. rom com.
1: Yeah, and I mean I think it posits the ultimate Rom-comy question that has faced then so many other movies, which is can men and women be friends? And lots of other characters since then, I think have have faced the like chummy best friends secretly hiding feelings for the main character, and then them coming together mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Like that has become such a such a norm for rom coms, and it's honestly something we love to see. And it started here.
0: So, the movie stars Billy Crystal as Harry Burns, Meg Ryan as Sally Albright, uh, Carrie Fisher as Marie, and Bruno Kirby as Jess. And, um, I don't even I think there's some smaller bit characters here and there, but it's really mm-hmm. these two couples basically. And, um, the movie's essentially about Harry and Sally basically growing into their relationship over. I think it's like twelve mm-hmm. years. What is it? Nineteen seventy-seven, and then they jump to eighty-two, and then they jump to eighty-seven, and I guess it ends in eighty-eight because it's it mm-hmm. ends at New Year's. Um, I don't know. I I kind of I picked my actors sort of it as couplets. So uh, if you wanna if you wanna jump ahead and start talking about Sally, like maybe we can do that, and then I'll just talk about my two, and then go from there. Oh. Or I could just talk about both of them. I'm getting loose in episode Whoa. ninety-nine. I'm just like, wait. So you mean like, do
1: you want me to say who I picked for Harry and Sally, and then you'll say who you picked for Harry and Sally?
0: That's what I'm gonna okay. do because that's how, like, that's how I had to come, kind of like, come to this because it, it, they work, they work against each other. I don't know. That's just that was just in my brain. The characters, okay. okay. How they like? But yeah. You I... To.
1: Uh, I feel. <laughs> like I kind of have to if that's what you're gonna do um but we can just talk about them ad- ad- together since they're essentially okay. one entity in the movie um it's really fascinating because Meg Ryan is how old is she? 28. Twenty eight. Billy Crystal is 41 <laughs> Um, and Meg Ryan is at her most adorable in this movie. There is she is unstoppable. She has um she has Farrah Fawcett hair in the 70s, and then her little her little uh bangs in the eighties, and then things get kind of loosey goosey as we get as we get closer the- to to the nineties. And every time yeah. you're just like, wow, ev- like there's something so like youthful and exuberant and fun and cool about her. And weirdly, like it sh- like Billy Crystal shouldn't work as her partner in this movie, but he does.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's like a it's a great testament to how they made these two people. Like Harry is essentially mm-hmm. Rob Reiner. In all his neuroses and his depression, and then Sally and his humor. And then Sally's essentially Nora mm-hmm. Ephron in all of her weird quirks and her the way that she views her life and, and like uh and I think that it's weird that like these two people who have created like a creative partnership made a movie about two fictional characters that are having like an emotional yeah. partnership like for 2 hours like and it works you're right it works like you meet when you meet them you're like these two people this would be the wor-. like you put yourself like if i was harry and i had to drive with, from a chicago to new york with a stranger i'd be like this is the fucking worst like the worst thing i would have to do but as they grow into their lives and how when things start to kind of fall apart for them and they meet each other again as different people. Like it's so like you like the movies does such a good job being like these two people are like fated to be together. So let's watch them continuously like move around each other and like miss each other and then build a friendship first and then not see what's clearly in front of It's
1: interesting that you say that For Harry, it would be like, this is the last thing I want to be doing. Because for Sally, (laughs) I feel like... (laughs) For both
0: of them, for both of them.
1: She also has a, a very strange... I think I would... Which there are little pieces of, of course, a movie made in the 80s that if made today would be like, you just have to double take on the scenes. But when he comes at her with "you're very attractive," and then she's like, "Okay,
0: attractive?" <laughs> yeah, in a like car now, now we're
1: stuck in a car together, and this man won't stop talking about how it doesn't matter if a man is attracted to you or not. He probably wants to have sex with you, and she's like, "Okay, well, cool. You were the only person I knew in New York, and now I can't. I I don't know what to do about that. Bye." Um, but there's also really like sweet fun things that i think we love about their growing friendship i was kind of mad (laughs) at this detail because there's a part in the movie where i i don't know where it is what scene it is specifically i mean but there's a part where harry tells sally like she should wear more skirts because he thinks she looks like you look great in skirts like wear more skirts not and it's not like that sounds when i'm saying it like you should smile more but that's not how he means it
2: i think you should wear skirts more You look really good in skirts. I do? Yeah. You know, I have a theory that hieroglyphics are really an ancient comic strip about a character named Sphinxy. You know, Harry, I
1: think you should get out there, too.
2: Oh, I'm not ready. You should. I would not be good for anybody right now.
1: And so in the next scene, she's wearing culottes. And what's funny is that (laughs) when the scene started...
0: Wait, what's a culottes?
1: Listen, my ladies know about the culottes, but... Um, it's interesting because at first I was like, oh my gosh, she's wearing a skirt. And I love that as a detail of like, subconsciously, like when she was getting dressed, she wasn't even like, she was just like, maybe he's right. Maybe I do. Maybe I should wear more skirts. And it turns out that they're culottes, which are just baggy shorts, baggy shorts. Um, (laughs) But I was kind of mad about it because I was like, oh, that's so cute. (laughs) No, it's not real, but. Um, no, I, I, I am honestly surprised at how much it's not because we've seen it so much now. You kind of expect this to be schlocky and be like, oh, okay, two friends and we know they're going to end up together and my, 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 but it's not that it's very charming and sweet and endearing Anyway, so do you want me to go first, or do you want to do you want to name your people first? Why don't you go first? Uh, why don't you go first? Okay, so here's the thing. Over the past like two years, I feel like I have developed a love for rom com TV, and every new there have been so many fun, cool, romantic, comedic stories being told in mostly in streaming that I have fallen in love with. And so I decided when I was making my cast to comb through some of these casts and see and revisit, I think, actors that I had fallen in love with as characters on these shows, because why not? Um, And I also really wanted to pull people who I think have kind of always been in supporting roles to place them maybe a little more in the spotlight because they were great. So you might not know who these names are, but I'm just gonna say them together, and then I'll tell you who they are. So for my Sally, I picked sure. Zoe Chow, and for my Harry, I picked Jake Lacey.
0: I know who Jake Lacey is. I think there is a rant as <laughs> a bonus episode <laughs> that I went on about how did Jake Lacey get the career as guy who okay. fucks <laughs> mega hot starlets? So, um, and I know and I know Zoe and I know Zoe yes. Chow as well. Um, if you
1: have not seen HBO Max's original series Love Life, I highly recommend. There is a solo, uh, Zoe Chow plays Anna Kendrick's best friend in that show. And there is a there is a a singular episode that's about her that's so good. And um, I think really made me fall in love with her as an actress. And just seeing her throughout that series, I was like, wow, this woman is really great, and you kind of can't help but Wonder what she's doing alongside the main character, and so I think she's definitely due for a starring turn. I don't feel like I need to explain my feelings about Jake Lacy. I think I've done that before. <laughs> I think he's so charming. I think the trick with Harry is that what we love about Billy Crystal is that he is there's something so not leading man about him that allows him to be, uh, cynical and and biting and a little like melancholy but also very charming and and i think jake lacy can accomplish that same thing where like we'll see him being very uh we see him have the attitude of like no i mean definitely men and women can't be friends we're not going to be friends this isn't going to happen and then slowly make that turn towards sally that's like oh no but i mean i i I still want to see him give the big speech at the end where he's fully and earnestly expressing his feelings. And you really believe it because we've seen him be the sort of masked version of himself for the whole movie. I think Jake Lacey can do that. Plus, he's so cute.
2: How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night.
0: I mean, no offense to Billy Crystal, but that is a huge <laughs> upgrade in terms of like the hairy, the hairy. Another, I think that cast is great. I, I I like the idea of taking a little more obscure actors and putting them in the forefront because I think... It seems like the 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 genre was rife in the early aughts to just put like 45-year-old Matthew <laughs> McConaughey and and like 45-year-old Kate Hudson and just be like here's your the two stars and and it kind of it it wasn't super interesting but I I I like these two actors for these roles a lot.
1: But it, which is not to say that this isn't like a a type like i think there is an attractiveness to Billy Crystal in the movie that is safe to sally about him kind of because they've had that con- those real conversations that are like putting it out on the line and they still know that they want to be friends with each other and they still know that they're going to support each other and that they talk about their current relationships and they give each other advice about breakups and a divorce like i think there is something There is something to that. Like, that's a thing where, like, I think even, like, supermodel women would look at less attractive, which beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But I think sometimes you see couples that seem unevenly matched in appearance and you're like, what happened? And it's like, listen. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Okay. Was there (laughs) an accident?
0: Did they run out of hot people at the hot
1: people You can't tell me you haven't thought that before. I'm not saying it's right, yes, but I'm saying, totally. like, I think sometimes we're like, what's going on? And it's like, listen, it's it's a thing. Like, I think there is a charm to him that really works. And I mean, yes, Jake Lacey is an upgrade to that because he's already like, I mean, he's a, he's a generic looking white guy, but also.
0: I've seen Miss <laughs> Sloane. I know. I get it. I'm okay, just saying
1: it. high fidelity, guys. High fidelity.
0: <laughs> so I picked these two actors, and I'm going to say that the guy is playing Harry and the woman is playing Sally, but I was sort of playing around like maybe the actress is the one who has the ideas that like men and women can't be friends. Maybe the guy is the person who's like, he, they really want to get married and start a family. because, uh, And I'll just say who I picked. So I picked Andy Samberg. As Harry, and I picked Jillian Jacobs mm-hmm. as Sally. Um, Andy Samberg is the actor of, he's the star of the of the last two weeks with Palm Springs, which was so good, so good. So good. And Jillian Jacobs, I've loved since Community, and um, she was on Love, and has played like, you know, a leading lady of like of a modern type. And I just sort of saw them together as, like, people that we want to see get together. But they're they're very funny, but they're very different mm-hmm. in their comedy. Um, and I was sort of thinking, like, Andy Samberg doesn't really play, like, like depressed guy all that much. Not mm-hmm. saying he can't do it, but I was like, maybe if these two were together, maybe Gillian Anderson is the one who's like, I'm getting a divorce and love is meaningless and I'm just here to, like, sleep with as many people in the city as possible and, you know... Andy is playing the character that's like, you know, why didn't she love me? Why didn't she say yes to me and, and marry me? Kind of. So it's a little nebulous of like what they're playing in my head, but those were the two actors that I wanted. Uh, and so I picked them.
1: Yeah, I love that. Andy Sandberg is 100% on the list. I think, especially after. Like, please, guys, if you don't have Hulu, borrow a friend's login, watch Palm Springs. It's so. Fun and funny and heartwarming and weird. Um,
0: it's one of those movies which I they become my favorite movies. But it's one of those movies where you're like, why didn't I think of this? Like, yeah. it's so well executed that you don't see like <laughs> like for writers like you and me. It's like they must have written this a thousand times until it got to this great place. Yeah. But it it's executed in a way that you're just like, oh yeah, this totally makes sense. Like it's so this is so easy. Mm-hmm. But it like that's that's what I really like. Anyways,
1: but I lo- I do love and I think what's cool about this pairing is that individually they're great together. I think they'd be great on screen. But I think you're right. Like there's something to them. It would be fun to see the characters flipped on their heads. Um especially because I think in a way there is a there is a, a gender stereotype with like oh the the man would obviously be the one who wants to sleep with as many women as possible and just like go through that existential crisis. And the woman would feel, you know, unloved and by going through like a breakup like this, and it would like, this is how they did it up together. But I think it'd be really fun to see the movie work a little differently. Like I, I love, I love the idea of the scene being that Harry calls Sally and she comes over and he's like a wreck because yeah. he doesn't know like f- why whatever her name was like didn't pick him like why he got left and that's that I think Joe it's,
0: why didn't Joe pick her
1: yeah like I think there's yeah. something there's something really cool to that to like creating a a, a more in-depth scene and it being this thing of like how would, how would it be different if like he had proposed to this woman or something like that, and she had just completely rejected him? All this time, I've been saying that he didn't want to get married. But the truth is, he didn't want to marry me.
2: If you could take him back right now, would you? <laughs>
1: nothing like that's that's fun and it's different and i think too it just creates space for uh, men and women to go through similar emotional processes in different ways than we've seen on screen
0: Uh, i love that scene where she's like completely freaking out because like through the whole movie harry is this absolute disaster about his Mm ex-wife and sally's like it's okay, like things are fine. Like I'm a little bummed, but like I'm getting through it. And they have a scene where Harry's just like, "How are you fucking like what are you talking about? Like you can't you can't just be fine." Like he's he's the one who's like, "I'm depressed all the time. How are you not at all worried?" And then it's like the next scene or the scene after she's like completely like it all comes out and, and I just love that because it's like you see how they how different they are and how they mm-hmm. deal with things so differently. I don't know this movie's so good, guys. Oh,
1: it is really good, like even to playing with the idea that like not to get to <laughs> not to get to loveline, but like playing with the idea that like of course you say you're fine after a breakup until you see that person with someone else and you realize that you aren't the first one that gets to move on and you don't get to have that over them, like you are the one who feels the second rejection like there's that thing that like of course she's like freaking out whereas like harry's had this experience where he knew that his wife wanted to leave him for another person and sure seeing them at the radio shack or wherever they are is is heartbreaking but it's a different kind of experience for her to find out that this man is getting married like a hundred percent like flip flip that around make that net that fresh for
0: I mean, don't you want to see? Don't you want to see Andy Samberg have a full blown orgasm in Katz's <laughs> Deli?
1: Yes, actually, I do. I really do.
0: Uh, do you think anyone actually requests to sit in that lame ass seat? Because I've been oh, to Katz's, like 100% my brother used to live. Do. My brother used to live near there, and I go there sometimes when I was visiting. And they have this stupid sign which is like this: like, have what she's having, sit here. <sighs> I'm huh? like, God! This is the most tourist trap bullshit I've ever seen. And I feel bad for people who are just like, "That's the only open table," and they're like, "Oh, great!" It's like, yeah. can you imagine sitting there and it's hanging above your head, and everyone's like looking at you, like, "Oh, are you gonna, are you gonna have a fake orgasm just like she did in the movie?" It's
1: and a hundred percent, people do that. Like, I, I mean, that's great that they put the signs up. I would discourage that as much as possible but <laughs> you know tourists show up to new york to go to cats and sit in that you know it
0: <laughs> all right let's move on to marie played by the carrie fisher oh it hurts it hurts and and bruno kirby also passed away um, oh
1: yeah fairly young at a
0: young age um they're both so both of them
1: really incredible in this movie as far as like The best friend characters go which is is somewhat limited like i think they're both really great like we see in the scene of the four of them talking separately uh after harry and sally sleep together and you're watching both jess and marie kind of have their reactions to what's going on and It's honestly so endearing because like they're trying to be like they're trying to be encouraging to their friends like this is great. We've always wanted this to happen. Like I think Jess is like we prayed for this. And then (laughs) and then as soon as they're like no I think it was a mistake. They're like oh no no yeah 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 you're right you're right. You should never go to bed with someone right after you found out that your fiance or, or your boyfriend is getting married to a new woman like 100%. And there's something so like the way they're playing it it could go so wrong. But it, the yeah. the finesse.
0: So I guess it's my turn. Um, I'll just do Marie. Um, I wanted to pick an actress who you know, not that Carrie Fisher eats up scenery, but like someone who like when they come on screen is like is is a lot of is like a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, because I th- I think I think these are smaller moments where like they. Like, that still need to be funny. Like, when Marie is wedding dress shopping and Sally's like, is Harry seeing anyone? This is like after they sleep together. He's like, is Harry sleeping with anyone? She's like...
2: He was seeing this anthropologist, but... What does she look like? Thin, pretty, big tits. Your basic nightmare.
0: I think there's like, there has to be some sort of um, competence, competence, like... I don't know how I don't know really what I'm describing, but basically, like someone who's been in the dating game for so long that she's like she's she gets it, she gets yeah. like all the moves and and has figured it out. So I ended up picking an actress. Uh, I ended up picking Greta Lee, who's in a ton of stuff. She was in Russian Doll, and she was just recently in this episode of What We Do in the Shadows. It was so funny. Um, as as people who have spent time being someone's assistant, that show is like just harrowing. <laughs> it's like. Oh no, I'm never going to be a vampire. But she. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, is she the? She's the familiar who's pret- pretending to be.
0: Yeah, she a like lies about becoming a vampire, and yes, there yes, this yes. huge party for all the other familiars, and then the yeah. So she like she is sort of like a a character actress comedian that kind of mm-hmm. is brings a much different energy than Carrie Fisher, but I think that like is someone who would be able to banter about the dating scene and dating life and being alone and being single and being a professional woman in New York in 2020. Like she just seems to be like a more modern mm-hmm. human oh, human modern human what the fuck am I even <laughs> talking about? It, it was who I picked cuz I think she's hilarious. That's basically why I picked
1: her. That's great. No, I I loved I, I at first was like, I don't know who this woman is. I do know who this woman is. um, And she's great. No, I think that's I think that's perfect. Um, I also I think went a similar way where I just wanted to pick someone who I think is is capable, but also super funny and would be like you said, a presence on screen. Someone that like even because I think that's the thing with Carrie Fisher is we're like, OK, I know like this movie isn't about her, but there's something that's like, but I want to watch her in every single scene she's in so what do we do about that but i mean Mm -hmm. it's kind of hard now knowing even at the time she's carrie fisher what um (laughs) so i picked natasha rothwell who is a regular on insecure and um has done a few movies she did love victor which i'm a huge fan of and Love, Simon. She's been on, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Black Lady Sketch Show. It says on her IMDb she's going to be in Wonder Woman 1984, which, great. Um, um,
0: she was in Sonic the Hedgehog. I know who this person is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that's your point of reference. She was hilarious. Her. She's her. So, she was hilarious. She's so funny. And honestly, there has been this big, I think, kick for her because she is one of the funniest parts of Insecure. But she's not... She's just not in it as much as she should be. And Mm. I think people have really been pushing for her to get the credit that she deserves as a performer. And I love that for her because I think she's super funny. She's super watchable. And that she would bring, I think, maybe a little bit more of a neurotic, uh, like, mid to late 30s woman about town trying to lock something down. Cause she's just ready to be in a relationship, ready to be like. It's the thing at the end of that scene where she's telling Jess, like, please just tell. Promise me, I'm never gonna have to be out there again. And he's like, You're never gonna have to do this again. And I like, I think we get that sincere energy from her, but it would also have lots of like super funny moments.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's a great pick. I'm very glad that I know like a little bit of this actress because she was really like, I mean. Sonic was great but like she was like a huge bright spot in that. So that, I think that's a great choice. Um should we move on to Jess, who we sort of already talked about. I mean, he's sort of he's sort of just like the guy friend. Who's
1: yeah. Around. And he's a, he's a key part of it. He's the the sounding board for Harry, but
0: I just think that like, Bruno Kirby just delivers like such a great realistic performance mm-hmm. that like it's a shame that he's no longer with us cuz he yeah. he was such a good actor. Like we did City slickers with him and mm-hmm. Billy Crystal like way back in the day, and like watching that movie, you're just like, hey, he's just such a good character actor.
1: Do you mean realistic in that you think it's a realistic like man friend relationship?
0: I just think that like there's not a lot of detail to him as a as a character, but mm-hmm. like when because when I watch it, I just feel like Bruno Kirby has like a full life and point of view, even though he doesn't like it. Like the only time you sort of get his the inside of his like personality. Is at the like the really awkward dinner where he's trying to like connect with Sally, and they just mm-hmm. realize that they hate. Like <laughs> she hates the one thing he loves the most. It's like whenever so I read Windows Jimmy
2: Breslin, it's, it's as if he's budget. leaving some kind of a of a wake up yeah, call know, for I the mean, city of New York. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you mean by a, a wake up call? Well, he's, he's, he's saying, saying we, that we, actually the people in the city, in our mm. Uh, mm. Let's just say I'm I'm really just not a big
1: fan of Jimmy Breslin.
2: Well, he's the reason I became a writer, but. That's not important.
1: So for my dress, I dipped back into the high fidelity pool because I loved that show so much. And I picked David H. Holmes, which if you saw the show, you'll remember as um, Zoe Kravitz's friend, Simon, who got his own single episode that was so heartbreaking and wonderful and incredible. Um, and I just enjoyed watching him so much that I was like, 100%, I want to see... Uh, see him reunited with his castmate Jake Lacey to be bro friends,
0: <laughs> yeah, he was really good, and i I maybe that's my next show because i didn't I didn't finish it. I gotta get back into it, but he was so good. um, that whole show was so good, and we'll talk about it later because I think that sort of informed my decision of whether or not this movie should be made. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a really good pick. I have a really insane pick, and maybe I just picked it so we could talk about like a modern version of this story.
1: Don't say Oscar Isaac.
0: <laughs> no. That would have been bananas. <laughs> um Okay. So, I ended up picking Lena Waithe. Okay. Um writer, director, mm-hmm. actress. Um very prominent uh LGBT uh icon. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, I don't know where that story, the storyline of Marie and Jess fits in. I guess it's like, you can't really have Harry set Sally up with Jess if if Jess is played by Lena Waithe. So in my head, I was just thinking like, what if that mm. dinner scene, because I don't know, do people set people up on like dates with, I don't know. I guess I guess people do go on double dates, but like. It just to me, it felt like that scene to me now is recontextualized as just like Harry and Sally are trying to integrate their friends. Yeah. Which I think a lot of us can relate to. It's, it, and it just goes really sideways and really awkward. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe my Marie is, you know, bi, and it's just like somehow they just get into like that same discussion where it's like they've met the person who like challenges them but is also like a fan of theirs and it creates this like unexpected connection that Harry and Sally just have to like sit back and be like what (laughs) like what is what is happening right now I think that to me is the funniest part of that scene and then how you get to like Jess and Marie like being a couple like that's semantics
2: I think restaurants have become too important I agree restaurants are to people in the 80s with theater was to people in the 60s I read that in a magazine. I wrote that. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I did. I wrote that. I've never quoted anything from a magazine in my life. That's amazing. Don't you
1: think that's amazing? And you wrote it?
2: I also wrote Pesto's the Quiche the 80s.
1: Get over yourself. Well, I did. Yeah, I mean, I think you're 100% right and that there is, there is a way to do that, especially because the subtext of that dinner is that, Harry and Sally are trying to set each other up with other people to almost confirm that their feelings don't exist. Mm -hmm. So it's it's one of those things where, like, even if they're just trying to be like, "Hey, like, you know, my friend," let's expand the friend group. Like, it's still the purpose of then them gathering is just to be like. Yeah, I mean, we've been hanging out, but like we always knew you guys would end up together. Like th- that just has to be established as something they all know and can yeah. support each other through. And I think that's a great choice. I think it would be uh I think it would be a lot of fun to see these two people come together especially if the the premise of the of their being together isn't a date I think for at the end of the night for them to literally like run into a taxi together is really fun because you're like oh (laughs) we just meant that we would all be a okay never mind you guys go have fun like
0: (laughs) I just think that's so funny that like these people who are just like oh like we're trying so hard to find love for each other Mm -hmm. End up being like totally screwed by love in a completely unexpected way of just being like, love exists, just not for you two, and unless you two knuckleheads figure it out, like. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then
0: it's like the the pairs are just like, I love when they <laughs> they literally just sprint to the cap. They're like, I think I'm gonna go. Yeah, I think I'll go with you too. And it's just like, whoop! whoop. <laughs> just like, man, it still works, man. It just still works. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. We did it. We did it. I think that's a fun and wonderful remake of this movie, but it won't be the same without our good friend, Barry Pepper, who's been with us for 99 episodes. Guys, where's Barry Pepper go? This one was difficult.
1: It's tough because...
0: There's like three other characters, and they're all young people. Yeah. Um, I I made him Ira. Sorry, I just blew up your spot. What were you going to (laughs) say? Wait, who
1: who is Ira?
0: He is the guy Helen leaves Harry for.
1: Oh. And that they run
0: into at the Sharper Image. Another relic of the 90s (laughs) that is just like, oh, yeah, Sharper Image. Remember that store that sold a bunch of junk that now Amazon sells?
1: Now I'm sad that I didn't think of that because- I think I just was when looking back through the characters, I was like, "Who was Ira?" Um, no, that's perfect for him. Um, I I made him the the bit part of the man on the aisle in the plane who oh. says, "Would you guys like to sit together?"
0: <laughs> I like how she said no, and he was like, "Great!" And he just listened to yep. he listened to Harry and was just like, just got up. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, men don't respect women's choices, so.
0: Uh, not at all. That's that, pretty. I pick. I pick the movies. Everyone. I just want you, everyone <laughs> to know. Kenna has no say. Um. Yeah. I just think. It, I think it would be great for like Harry and Sally to be in some store. I don't know what mm-hmm. store will exist in 2020, but like, and then suddenly this young girl shows up with Barry Pepper. <laughs> They're just like, what? I love that. And I thought it'd be great if, like, Sally really likes Ira. Like, if Ira's like, just, like, a really great guy, mm-hmm. and it just drives Harry, like, nuts or something like that.
1: Yeah. If but While she's trying to comfort him, she's also just like, but you have to admit, he's pretty great. <laughs>
0: um, Any other notes here? I got a little couple more trivia bits that I really liked.
1: Okay. Lay it on me.
0: Um, So I guess Rob Reiner, this movie is sort of based on Rob Reiner's experiences of getting a divorce, I think to Penny Marshall. Um, But uh, he actually met his next wife while shooting this movie. So you know what, guys and gals, and in between, stick with it. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Um, That was
1: very encouraging, Brian. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I wanted people, you know, it's been a, a couple dark and dreary months. I just want everyone to remember.
1: Yeah, if that love is real. if if you are if you are single in the time of COVID, just keep going. <laughs> just,
0: just, just bear with it. You
1: literally have no other choice.
0: <laughs> uh, Joe was played by Stephen Ford, the son of thirty eighth you the the thirty eighth president of the United States, Gerald Ford.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: That's great. Um. The married couples. What did you think of the married couple segments?
1: I loved it. I loved they're it. They're so
0: sweet, right? It's such a great um, way
1: to introduce new seasons of their life. And those people are actors, but like the stories are real and that's really fun. Yeah.
0: And they're so funny. Like the one that was like so fucked up was the guy who kept dating other women. <laughs> he like, yes. divorced his wife and then married like four or five other women. And that at like one of their funerals, Met, <laughs> remet his first wife and was just like she's the one. She's I'm it. like yeah you're 80 you, you asshole. Like,
1: of course of course you thought that.
0: We were married 40 years ago. We were married three years. We got a divorce. Then I
2: married Marjorie. But first you lived with Barbara. Right Barbara. But I didn't marry Barbara. I married Marjorie. Then he got a divorce. Right. Then I married Katie. Another divorce. Then a couple of years later at Eddie Calicchio's funeral I ran into her. Was with some girl I don't even remember. Roberta.
0: To the point, can men and women be friends? Meg Ryan was like, absolutely. And I, this is Billy Crystal's quote. He said, he, Billy Crystal said, quote, I'm a little more op- optimistic than Harry, but I think it's difficult. Men basically act like stray dogs in front of a supermarket. I do have platonic women <laughs> friends, but not best, best, best friends. And I just thought that was kind of funny of like, even still some guys are just going to be like, ah, "I'm kind of a weirdo." Like it's just, <laughs> like it's really- I am
1: trash.
0: <laughs> He's just like, "Look, I know there's some wiring in here, but I think like we can go to a ball game, but like I don't know. What am I going to- what are we I don't know. what are we going to talk
1: about?" But I think that's an eternal question that like That most women would probably be like, it's just funny that it works that way. That I think most women would be like, yeah, of course. And men would be like, "Mm, maybe not.
0: I think that's a development issue. Like, I have so many very close, like, female friends. Yeah. But that didn't happen until I was much older in life. And, like, a lot of those, I mean, it's hard to say now because, like, a lot of those women are now also dating friends of mine. So it's like, Mm -hmm which comes first like i don't know but it it it's really not hard guys like <laughs> it's really
1: not but i also think there's so difficult there are like different like the rules change with different circumstances like two single people being friends like the rules change if one of you is in a relationship but like i think absolutely absolutely it's possible and yeah you're right like i think it's a maturity thing like if it is if it is something you want then great if you have the if you have the ideology that you cannot help yourself or control yourself then yeah you're going to have tons of issues but yeah i think it's entirely possible i have a funny story about this actually cuz i was in college and i don't know how this started but i was having i was with my college roommate we were having this discussion with a guy friend of ours who was genuinely like the most platonic friend to us possible and so we were having this conversation being like oh can men and women really be friends and as we're like talking about it and being like yeah like you're our example like we love you so much but not at all in a romantic way and he was like 100 percent. i feel the same way about you guys like you're my girlfriends it's totally fine as we're having this conversation i get a text from a guy friend of mine and i'm like reading it confused because he's a little drunk but there's like and this which is so funny because this was like 2010 maybe so not even that long ago but before everyone had iphones and we were still using like emoticons (laughs) did i just lose everyone with the word (laughs) emoticons
0: (laughs) What did it say? I
1: can't remember exactly what it said, but I was looking at the end of it with this like, and I was like, I don't know what this means. And I showed it to my friend because I was like, I don't know what he's saying. And he was like, oh, it's a kissy face. And I was like, as we're having the conversation, I had the realization that there are some friendships between men and women that, uh, yeah, are not strictly that way. But, um, ultimately that led nowhere. And, here we are.
0: <laughs> oh. We're just gonna play this.
1: I I didn't mean for, I didn't mean for that to be sad.
0: We're just gonna play the song for this week and just slowly roll it up, and then just sort of back on up. <laughs> oh wait, I forgot. Okay, well, you know, hopefully when humans can interact, uh, they'll they'll just be a boom of people ready to just you know cut loose, but um, would you remake this movie?
1: I, I don't know. And I think the thing that makes me like question remaking it is something like, like I didn't even like the movie version of High Fidelity, but the series of mm-hmm. it was so good. Part of me is like, maybe that is in its future. Maybe there is a longer form story, eight episodes version of this story about Men and women coming together. I I don't
0: know. That was that was my exact answer. Like there are so many great rom-com TV shows and movies, like or or long-form rom-coms, as you put it, that maybe it does exist on that. Like maybe every episode is like it's like 2003, 2007, 2009. Like every every episode is just like a year apart in their relationship. And maybe that's how it works, but I don't know how you stretch that out f- for multiple seasons. And, and as but just as a movie, no, No. like,
1: hard nah.
0: pass. Um, but I like I like that idea of like turning on Netflix and then there's just like a brand new when Harry met Sally, like six episodes, eight episodes. And you're like, yeah, let's crush these like half hour gems. I think that would be great. So a maybe. I'm in a maybe. We're both in a maybe category. Um, All right. Thanks for joining us this week on Rebooted, guys. If you like this podcast, please check out our past episodes. And please check out next week. It's the 100...
1: It's happening!
0: Benchmark. It's happening. I don't know how we got here. I don't know if anyone's even still listening. (laughs) But we're excited. And it's going to be amazing. (laughs) So tell your friends about us. Tell your... Coworkers, tell your dog i don't know who you're seeing or who you're zooming with uh kind of where can the people find us
1: you can find this podcast on apple podcast stitcher Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast stop by and leave us a rating and a review that is the best way to help us out you can also find us now on ko-fi where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast that link is in our description and all over twitter speaking of twitter you can find us on social media everywhere at rebooted pod and by everywhere i mean instagram and twitter but don't worry, I think TikTok is in our future.
0: Oh god, I'm like counting down the days I don't have to go on Twitter anymore. Like, yeah, I don't know if I can jump on this Chinese data collection app that you're that you're trying to get me to go on.
1: <laughs> I I actually took a significant social media break uh, during quarantine, and I gotta say, it was great.
0: <laughs> I gotta do. I I mean, I got off Facebook. Like, I I, I survived that, but.
1: Delete your apps.
0: Still on Instagram. All right, guys. We'll see you next time.
1: Goodbye. And could make me be blue
2: And even be glad Just to be sad Thinking of you Some
0: others I've seen Might never be mean
2: Might never be cross Or try to be
0: boss But they wouldn't do For
1: nobody else Gave me a thrill With all your faults, I love you still
2: It had to be wonderful you It had to be you God Oh I'll have what she's having.